0: Today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare where hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation bear one another's medical burdens through prayer and financial support. It's not insurance and there are no network restrictions, which means you choose the doctors, treatments, and hospitals that are right for you. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries and they notify members to pray and send money directly to you to help pay those bills. It's affordable affordable with a sharing program that could fit your budget, and you can join today. Samaritan Ministries is always there to help you choose a quality healthcare provider, to price medical procedures, and 24-7 access to medical professionals by phone or email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to save you time and money. When you think about Samaritan Ministries, you think about the verse in Galatians 6-2, which says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the Law of Christ. If you'd like to learn more about this amazing community, you can go to Samaritan slash dad tired. Again, that's Samaritan slash dad tired. Well, today is a super fun conversation for me,
1: selfishly, because I, as I'm sitting recording this right now, I'm sitting in my office, which is pretty empty and a little bit messy because I'm about to move across the country. But the most valuable thing in this room right now is uh (laughs) sitting across from me is my best Mm. friend, Casey Parker. Mm. He's here today. He's sick. Uh he flew up here and has been spending some time with our family for the last few days and we've been hanging out and talking. Um and he's been recovering at our house like a champ. But we he and I have known each other since high school. I met him my junior year in high school, which was like four or five years ago. (laughs)
2: yeah it's it's been a long time
1: (laughs) how long ago did we graduate i'm sometimes i'm afraid to give my age because well there was a point when i was first in ministry i was afraid to give my age because i felt like people would be like oh my gosh what does this kid know but now i think i've passed that Mm. just yeah not that i know more but just that
2: i'm older (laughs) well you got you can start to speak in decades you know that's when it's like yeah oh yeah it was just a couple years ago but now it's like Multiple decades.
1: What would be our high school anniversary? Or what do they call it? I've never been. 2005. A re- reunion. 2005. Oh, 2005 is when we graduated. 17 years ago? Almost <sighs> two decades. Holy moly.
2: Dose decades.
1: I tried to say something to my friends the other day. I was with my other friends and I was saying something like, we should like be intentional about hanging out with high school kids. And cause they're like the next generation and we're still like relevant. And, and the wife literally just started laughing. <laughs> like, what are you laughing? She's like, you are not relevant at all. To a high school kid. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I feel, I feel like I am. But anyway, Casey and I, you know, one of my very first memories, and this will, I think kind of tee up our conversation, mm-hmm. which by the way, as we jump in here for you guys listening, Casey really is like sick. He's, he's on antibiotics and got an infection. So if you just hear the coffee, like, sorry, if we blow your speakers or your headphones or whatever, you're listening to this. We'll try to muffle that out as much as we can. But so one of my first memories, I have like two memories of us. One is Casey. I transferred schools. Casey had already been going to the school. I transferred schools kind of midway through high school. And this is so funny to think back on, but I saw you hanging out with some kids and I'm like, Casey seems like a really good kid, but he doesn't seem like he's making all the best
2: choices. (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, uh, it was just so funny for me. Like I was 16, 17, also making all my own bad choices and dumb stuff. But anyway, I just thought like, he seems like a good guy. This is hilarious, but I had bought a boat off of Craigslist for 500 bucks. And, uh, which is just such a great deal Mm -hmm. for that boat. It was a piece of junk, but it was great. Like ran and worked. yeah. Yeah. So I invited Casey. I'm like, hey man, you want to go on the boat? In my mind, I was already like thinking, like as a missionary, you know, like I want to help this guy, <laughs> get this guy out of his
2: situation, <laughs> you know.
1: And so we went on the boat. I remember I so vividly picked you up in the my little Toyota Tacoma pickup truck that could barely pull that boat Scared to death. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just
2: you putting that thing in the water, just like how is this not
1: true story? One time, I it literally pulled my boat. The boat pulled my truck into the river. I had to get like people piled on on there to, <laughs> get, the we to weight. get those multiple guys. <laughs> oh, like you the, were with me on that yeah. trip. Yeah, 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 That was the trip. Yeah. So anyway, we get in the Toyota Tacoma and I remember you said, Hey, have you ever tried a cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell? <laughs> and I hadn't, it was like a brand new menu yeah. item. And we oh. went there and we'd stocked up on like 20 cheesy gordita crunches, got on the boat. And, but what stuck out to me is when we got out there, it was just you and I, and we were like, our conversation was not like other conversations I was having in high school at that time. Mm. It was like, you were asking deep questions. I was asking deep questions. What felt deep to us? You know, we, I don't know what they actually were. We could go back and be like, you know, those were so silly, but they definitely were on a different plane, a different level than what other high schoolers and what our peers were talking about. And that was the first time I recognized in you that I was like, this guy's different. Like he's thinking in a different way. He's, He's not necessarily trying to go with what the crowd is doing, or with even with what culture is doing. Like you, you just were thinking in a different realm, and that really stuck out to me. And since then, we've been friends for a long time. You continue to do that. You're married mm-hmm. now, and so even like part the way that you have designed your house and your family and the things that you like you value as a family is different. Like those characteristics have stayed true about you. For almost two decades. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. And so Casey's on our board of directors, but again, so he has a lot of insight into dad tired and he, he's been in, you've been on the board director since we started from day one. Yeah. So, so you've been a part of this for a long time, but even more than like as an organization, just as a friend, when I'm around you, I still feel that same thing that I felt on the boat as teenagers, which was, you're living different and and I you can't always articulate it, but there's something about your intentionality of living that's really attractive. That sounds weird to say to another man as I'm looking <laughs> you in the eye, but
2: you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. That's you know, the exact type of compliment that I'm want as far as for myself and for my family and my future family and all those type of things. I, I wanna be able to be a man and Christian that is you know, looking at life differently than everyone else, you know, and and not just to be countercultural, but to look for the why and all the stuff that we, you know, do and say. And even if it seems like a common trend, I I feel like I really try and stay as objective as I I can, almost to a fault. It's kind of hard for me to almost have an opinion about something i know
1: it gets annoying sometimes because i'll get super into something culturally yeah, yeah. and you're just like always just neutral like, on Dude, it but
2: what about yeah. what
1: about this side <laughs> yeah, you know yeah
2: politics is hard for me because I, I just
1: you I, never talk politics with me
2: oh, and in man. deep level you know you're I just know. always like because yeah. i just i just hear I, it just isn't it's noise for me you know yeah and i think that especially right now you know it's just it the noise from both sides, you know, not to get too you know, <laughs> yeah, not to yeah, go down yeah, this road. Jump you know, right in. Yeah. Jump right in. But it's just it's I, I I just as an objective, really objective person, I'm I'm actually, you know, in, in grad school right now to become a therapist. So I gotta be yeah. like, you know, yeah, real, training to be Yeah. yeah. Training to be it. But I just feel like there's the both sides is just so the It's the same noise back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's just, there's nothing but really, it's just division is what's really going on. Yeah. You know, it's becoming more and more and more divisive. And that's just the thing that's loudest to me, you know.
1: Well, I think that what's refreshing about like you and your family, the way that you set things up is it's almost like we're all listening to the same radio station. Like everyone has the exact same radio station on and it's just constantly in the background. So you don't know. It's like, you're not super aware of it, but we're all, it's like the background track for life for all of us, like in the world right now, we're all kind of on the same frequency or station. And then you're around you and it's rare. Cause it's you. And like, I can name like three other people in my life that I feel this way about, mm-hmm. but it's like, so for an example, Layla and I, I flew Layla down to you guys for Layla's birthday, just to get away and do a little trip. So we went and stayed with your family for a little bit. And it's like when we were at your house, somebody turned the station mm. and you didn't even know you were listening to a certain station until a new station came on. Mm.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, that's like the exact thing we were going for. You know, it's do, like
1: How much of that is like intentional? Cause you were like that Even in this feels weird. I feel like I'm like just hyping you up. (laughs)
2: I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm the man.
1: Here's the thing. Casey doesn't have a book. Like you don't, you're not like, you don't have a podcast. You're You're not a YouTuber. You don't, you're not like an influencer. And I don't even have a job right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, he's just, he's just a a totally normal dude. So I want to preface that like this podcast by just saying like, I'm hyping you up, but you're not like this. You know, you're, not, you're not doing all these crazy influencer stuff. You're, you're literally just living life as a Christian mm-hmm. man. But was there a time where you were like, where you recognized that some of this was intuitive in you and then some of this was like, no, I'm going to make a conscious decision in my family to try to be
2: in it, to have a different noise yeah.
1: than what else was going on?
2: I think for me, I, I love conversation. I love questions and I love to be curious about people. And I think that leads to a lot of knowledge around how other people live and how there's other options, for instance. And I think that's one of the reasons why we kind of wanted to get on this podcast is just to have one of those comments because we're always talking about that kind of stuff. We're always having this, these conversations. And I think that was kind of like the jumping off point and be like, Hey, we should just. Right. have one of our conversations but not tell each other what we're going to talk you know yeah but i think for me it's the little small intentional things around building your day-to-day minutes in life where chairs are positioned in your in your living room what are on your walls you know what's yeah you know and and again for me these are not my ideas these are just Things that have I've become curious, and I, I asked someone a question because I noticed something in them, and they said, "Yeah, I, I don't have a TV in my living room, you know." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> how do you watch TV?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then they said, "I want to center um, my home around conversation, and I want to center, I want people to come in and and feel like I should sit down and talk rather than what's on." You know, let's turn something on in the background, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. just fill the space and time. And I feel like I love that about our space. I, I think that that's like for me, it's it's a really cool thing to see a chair facing away from a TV. That's like in our living room. We have a small, little small space in San Diego, but there's just a chair facing away from the TV, you know, and yeah. it's really designed around. If you know, if we, if we have a couple over or just some friends or family, it's just when you sit down, it's you're facing each other. Yeah. And there's no other place to sit, you know? And, and I think that for me, that's like the best way to experience Jesus and this, the best way to experience like the kingdom and to grow the kingdom. And I, you know, I don't think it's on a soapbox. I think it's, I think it's in a living room, you yeah. know? And I think it's in a, at the dinner table. Yep. And for me, that's what my wife and I, Chelsea, we've, we where we found Jesus, like we found that in relationships, mm. in questions, in turning a chair, you know, yeah. away from the TV. That's where we found like these really cool experiences where we get to, like the other day you were sharing, you were telling me about this mentor, yeah, that was once she when she,
1: yeah, they were. Well, I have a when I was on staff at a church, I had this mentor who was just crazy intentional. And you wouldn't know he was intentional because there's nothing loud or flashy. He wasn't a teaching yeah. pastor. He was a pastor, but he wasn't like a teaching pastor. So he never stood on stage and like gave a message, right? you know, and he, he didn't write any books. He didn't like, he wasn't producing content. You know? Yeah, Yeah. And so you wouldn't know like, oh, okay, this guy, this is what this guy's all about. Mm. But if you spent enough time with him, you would just start to pick up patterns in his life. And you're like, oh, dude is crazy intentional. And there were certain times where, like, I didn't even pick up on it until after we went through like this long years of him mentoring me. Yeah. And I would look back and I was like, "Dang, he was so intentional." Right. And I didn't know. Like most people going into your living room, right, wouldn't like leave there being like, "Oh, Casey and Chelsea put their chairs in a certain <laughs> way so that we're going to have conversation." Right. Right. They wouldn't know that. Right. But but when you say it, you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." Right. Right. And that's how he would. He, or he has, he has a room. I remember he would always just like keep an empty room in his house. And the goal was that he and his wife would just pray, you know, who are we going to disciple in this next season of life? And so he was just like waiting and praying all the time. Like Jeez. even in the time I knew him and it was like meeting with him regularly, he had people in that, that room. And it could be for like days. It could be for weeks. It could be for years. And you just like keep it. Now you're living with us, and we're gonna pour our lives into you. He had adopted kids. He had his own kids. He was a busy man, like doing Chaos. all his own stuff. Yeah, but still, like positioned his life so intentionally. It's that kind of thing where you're like, you experience somebody like that, and like I said, it's like you hear a different channel.
2: Yeah. To me, I'm I'm just thinking, what are the like? F- when you told me that, I was just thinking, what are the like fruits of that in his life? It's more responsibility. It's, you know, there's there's a lot of other things, but man, he's going to bed with some, like, some peace. You know, he's going to feel things that most people just can't experience, you know?
1: The dude never, I can't think of a single time in the years that he, like, mentored me that I saw him stressed. Yeah. Some of that could just be DNA, like his right, wiring. Right, right, right. But I, there has to be a big chunk that's like, his soul is at rest. Mm-hmm. Like he's living kingdom stuff. Right. You know?
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. when you're living like that with anxiety and the, just the stuff of the, the world, bring, like the, the, the fruit of the world, you yeah. know, which to me is like anxiety. Like right now it's, mm. I just don't know anyone that isn't experiencing some sort of generalized anxiety and they just don't know it. Right. You know, they're at home put the kids to bed, they do whatever and they're sitting and watching Netflix and they're, they're in fight or flight Mm. and they don't realize it. Mm. You know, their nervous system is up and they're not, Mm. they're not being able to be refreshed. And that's just what the world is bringing them, you know? And to me it's having small disciplines like that, where you're just thinking about, about who are we going to put in our empty room? The fruit of that type of stuff that's what inspires me. That's what, that's what like has me asking questions. I want to have conversations and learn more stuff about that. Like, yeah. how do I implement that in my life? You know, I, right now I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the resources to be able to do that. I don't have the room. I don't have the space, Right. but man, I would love to, to start working at that. I would love to start, man, wouldn't that be cool in about, 10 years, you know, once I get job, you know, all that. but
1: you're stuff. doing it on a, you're doing it right. on an hourly basis instead right. of like a yearly basis. percent. Your people come over to your
2: house and they feel that same kind of intentionality. Right. right. And I think that that's the point that I try and, you know, implement into our family. And I think Chelsea does a really good job at this as well, is that when I'm focused on those big goals, like, Hey, that's just a big goal, you know, yeah. but when I'm thinking about doing that kind of stuff, there's other little things that are going to come along the way. And I think those little things are what brings the kingdom. Yeah. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. You know, it's like, like those things are, you know, when you're focused on other people and you're focused on, on your neighbor, that's a widow, you know, you're focused on having her over for dinner, you know, once, once a month
1: Yeah,
2: and thinking about her and thinking about your other neighbors your, your 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 family members all that kind of stuff your enemies thinking about your enemies and thinking about how can i serve someone that i'm just don't get along with you know you know what i what
1: i hear when like when i what i think about when i hear you talk like that is right now as a people or as a church i, I don't know the right way to say it but like i feel like we're on such a defensive mode it's like yeah. oh shoot we got to per- all of what we believe is under attack protect and we got to protect. protect it. Mm-hmm. And some of it is like, there's a lot of ways that people are like protecting Yeah. some of it's like, I got to be on the front lines and I got to make sure I'm, I'm shouting truth, whether that's on Twitter or on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Or I'm like, I just want to be bold and giving truth. And I'm not saying that's wrong. We do need, we need it. We need prophets. you know, just like yeah. truth tellers need to defend proclaiming somewhere. truth yeah. mm-hmm. so there's some of that going on and then there's some of like the well in order to protect my family from the attack on our values we need a recluse we need to like mm-hmm. pulling my kids out of school i'm just like like just let's just stay home let's move out from away from everyone and i feel all of that i homeschool my kids you know right. so like i right. i could totally relate to all that yeah. But some of this is just like like what you just described, loving your enemies, fighting for unity, having people over for That's like an offensive yeah. approach to, for lack of better words, it's like kind of a churchy word, but like evangelism. Like I want people to experience Jesus. And so instead of me, like just some people are going to like go out and you know, proclaim the truth, which we need. Some people are going to recluse. But I wonder if there's like a third way, like another way. It's just
2: like not even on the same spectrum. Yeah. You know, there's this, there's this just noise and battle going on. It's relevant. There's like it's big stuff happening. Big yeah. stuff that yeah. needs to happen. You know, there's this, there's the stuff of the kingdom. Growing up, like we didn't really have a lot of enemies to love. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like love your enemies. Like the, the worst enemy we had was like the one bully at school, you know, yeah. be nice to him, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we've got enemies. Yeah we have enemies now. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that's what everyone feels like. Where there's, just, exactly. there's camps. Exactly. You're in some camp and there's, and they're your neighbors. Yeah. They're, they're your family members. <laughs> yeah. They're your yeah. closest friends Yeah, that you're no longer, you're, you're, you're sitting and debating about. Yeah. I don't think I can be my, this, friend. you know, yeah. friends, you know, to me, there's this other, other whole other area that I feel like God's calling us, especially right now is that this like camp of just like unity. Like what if we just stopped talking about this just for a, for a little bit, you know, just some of us. And then we just, we focus on enemy love mm. just because we were like called to do it. And just to see what happens then yeah. instead of yelling over here, I'm just going to put my time and, and think about how can I love this person the best? Make yeah. them something. Can I bake him something? Can I go mow his <laughs> lawn or, you know, just, do how can i invite them over to, for dinner and just and just serve them and he, and he, and hear them and 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 guide conversation around what's this year like been for you outside of politics like yeah. what are some things that you, that are going you know just coming up with some maybe just some few conversation starters i feel like you know what's
1: super funny as you say that as you're saying that there's like a tightness in my chest mm. cuz i'm like but we need to fight right? <laughs> you know? i'm like we yeah. need to fight we need to like we need to like be out there. Cause I feel that like deeply. Yeah. And then I was thinking as you were saying that, and as I'm feeling that like tightness in my chest, I was thinking how much of the culture that Jesus like came into where they're like, dude, we're going to get a warrior king yeah. to come in and we're going to raise up an army and our side is going to win. Right. Like that was the mindset before right. Jesus came. And then Jesus was born in a manger. Yeah. And then his first sermon is blessed are the meek.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> It was vulnerable. like it's like dude what are you yeah. doing
1: let's it's kind of what you were just saying yeah, the poor. It's like, yeah it's like you love your enemies it's like well dude right. no right now right like, now not, we need like right find your, you know yeah. like, we,
2: we can love them later yeah like let's let's figure this out <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of stuff we got yeah. you know
1: that's totally how the disciples felt they were like ranking themselves like who's gonna be what position in the kingdom yeah. and Jesus was like blessed are the meek even as I'm saying that i I still feel that tension in me like right. I don't want that I don't want right. meekness right now yeah. and and I and I literally I'm having an
2: internal battle yeah. in yeah. my head as these words are coming out yeah. of my mouth. Like definitely, I think we, we all are. And, and that's, that's the thing. I, I, I think to me though, it's like in my day and when I look back, where do I want to have and put my, my time and attention, you know, right now, just me. Do I want to care about people and make them feel cared about? Or do I want them to do what I say, you know, or mm-hmm. do, the thing that I need them to understand. And I feel like the more time it's, you know, it's not just about the time spent on Twitter because that's a lot. There's a lot of time spent on that, you know, yeah. Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Instagram forums, yeah. getting influenced by it, influencing others from it. Yeah. But that also leads to now time spent thinking about it yeah. outside of it. You're driving, you're, you're eating dinner with your family. You're, you're praying. You know, you're doing all <laughs> yeah. these other things and that's now in that space to, now too. Yeah, And to me, I just think like, what a radical idea unity is right now. What an incredible idea, how just counter-cultural that is. You know, yeah. to me, the fruits of the spirit right now are just <laughs> good news. Yeah. Like, yeah. holy good news. You know, like, you know, growing up, I don't know how all the listeners feel about this. I grew up in like California, you know, yeah. I don't I didn't <laughs> grow up in the Bible belt or anything yeah, like yeah, that, but like yeah. people always talked about Jesus and like it being good news.
1: Yeah.
2: But it never like felt no one t- talked at like, you know, talked about it and the yeah. way they spoke about it. It didn't sound like good news, you right. know, maybe the people back then or whatever it may be. But I felt like the world we grew up in was almost influenced more by the world Mm. and trying to be countercultural but but cool and like our youth pastors were all like cool and they got their haircuts and got their cool you know apple products and all this stuff yeah but i feel like to right now it's like what what just stands out so much is like peace
1: (laughs) right that's a super interesting point i want to camp there for a second because i think a lot of people grew up if they're anywhere near our age mm-hmm. and, and again, we, we grew up in California, which right. some people are listening. Same. Like, dude, are there any Christians in California? But yeah, there, are. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are a couple, but it's an interesting point because there were two things happening. There was a church and I'm talking about the big church, not like our personal church. We grew up in different churches even. Yeah. So I'm not talking about a church, but like the church at that time was really trying to like be cool and relevant. There was, there was a shift In church Mm -hmm. culture that was like how can we make this feel as welcoming to the world to the a non-believer as possible so we'll play music dude i remember even like playing music from the radio in our church and then like the pastor doing a sermon on that song right not good or bad but it's just or you know i don't know you can make arguments either way but the point was we're trying to make this a really comfortable place and like you said the way we're dressing, yeah. the way we give our messages, the sermons, the way we decorate—like everything was. See, we're cool too. Yeah, we're cool too. So then, so that's happening, and then at the same time, hey, we have good news, but we kind of want to look like your good news, right? <laughs> so it's like, well, what? It, it feels kind of like a, we're just trying to be like relevant to the world, mm-hmm. and the world, and and frankly, like you were saying, as a high school student or a college student or whatever, it's like well, I, there's all kinds of good stuff for yeah. me right now. Like I can right. go do a lot of fun things.
2: It looks like I can come back. I can come back to this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. You know, I
1: can skip a few Sundays or months and yeah. I'm going to be fine. I'll
2: be back in a few years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but now I was just thinking that even in that tension that I keep saying I'm feeling, I don't think that I'm going to, if I look at my purpose as a man of God to know God, to love God and to be loved by God, right? Those are like my, I want to know God really, really well. And I want, I want to know his love for me and I want to love him really well. Mm -hmm. Like these are, these are my highest aims as a Christian man. And then I want other people to know him Mm -hmm. and love him and know his love for him. Mm -hmm. them and like go into all the world and make disciples. Like those are, those are kind of the primary purpose, right? So if that's my objective, my, my objective is to know God and make him known to the world. Yeah. Am I doing that well right now in kind of the fight mode? Well, not really because I, I sound like every single other person on social media right now, Mm -hmm. whatever camp you're in, right? You're just allowed. You're another voice. Right. In confirming one side, confirming one side in the midst of all the voices. Um, and that's kind of where I feel like, okay, if I view my life as a missionary, if I view my family, that God before the, the foundation of the world knew I would be a husband. He knew I would be a man that lead, is leading his family. In 2022, he put us here and he put us here to lead. And I'm, and I'm supposed to make him known to the world. I'm, I'm partnering with him to make the, him known to the world. How effective am I? And it's kind of like, well, dude, I'm just like, uh, I've said this at, uh, sorry for rambling. I'm going on a lot of tangents here, but I give this analogy a lot when I teach at conferences and it's, I stole it completely from Francis Chan, but he, and I don't know what Francis Chan is up to this day. I heard sure. this, I heard this decades ago, yeah. but he said, he gave this analogy where he was saying, imagine you go to the basketball court. You'll like this analogy if you haven't heard it. Cause you're, you're big into basketball. The Warriors. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he gives this analogy where he says, imagine you show up to a basketball court and you tell everybody there before they pick teams, Hey, I have the basketball God living in me. <laughs> and then everyone's like, what the heck are you talking about? It's like, I have the basketball guy. He lives inside of me. I feel like, oh, Okay. You know, it's like, Sweet. and you're like, no, seriously, I have the basketball guy. And then they go to pick teams. Like, Oh, I guess I'm picking you. You know, you got the yeah. basketball God in you. Let's see it. All homie. Right. Like, let's see what you can do. So they pick you, toss you the ball. You shoot the ball, air ball. Everyone starts to get a little bit confused. Toss you the ball again. You go for a layup. It goes over the whole backboard. Like that doesn't hit anything. People will start to question if you really have the basketball God in you. They're going to be like, what do you mean you have the basketball God in you? You can't, you can't hit anything. The point that Francis Chan was making is we go around claiming we have the Holy Spirit, the God of the universe living in us. Which is crazy to like everyone who's not a Christian. Like what? God of the universe and then they look at you and they're like, "Well, your life doesn't look any different than mine." And I'm not claiming that I have the God of the universe in me. Right. right. So the, the the point in all that that made me think of that is like, I'm as a follower of Jesus claiming that I represent the God of the universe. His spirit is in me, which and the fruits of His spirit, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self. Self control, like all these things, right? And yet the world would be like, "Well, dude, you sound like everybody else, right? You just like noise." Yeah.
2: And right now in this time, twenty twenty two, it's like those things. Those things are so radical, you know. The fruits of the spirit. Yeah, yeah. They're so countercultural, and they're such great news for people. I just want somebody to think as you're listening
1: cause you hear Casey say that and we hear the words like that's so radical. And that yeah. kind of goes in one ear out the other, but just think to yourself right now, as you're listening, do you know somebody who is like showing crazy amounts of love to people right now? Are they have crazy amount of joy? Like not fluffy happiness, like getting, I'm yeah. hanging with the friends. Yeah, I'm not golfing. talking about going golfing. Yeah. I'm not talking about that kind of joy. I'm talking about like when you're with them, you sense that they've got a, deep sense of joy in them, not circumstantial. It doesn't matter where they are. Things are going wrong. Yeah. And something in them is still like joyful Mm -hmm. or peace. When was the last time you were with somebody that was just like not freaking out about something, not stressed to the brim? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when Casey says a phrase like those things are radical and you just kind of blow, we blow it one ear out the other just trying to imagine who do you know right now (laughs) that is exhibiting those things. I can't even think like
2: who's you're the dude, you're the dude (laughs) who's free. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good way. Who feels, who who do I know that is free? Yeah. Acts free. Like talks to people like they're free. Mm. Treats their family members like they're free. Mm. Like they have, they have hope in more than just, this new governor that's coming up
1: yeah dude I have so few people I can think of a couple in my head but like not most and I'm surrounded by a lot of Christians yeah and
2: and it's not a it's not a it's not a bash on anybody it's just it's the good news that we could be living and that we're missing yeah and it's for me I think 2020 really changed this for me you know and my my intention for myself and my family and these things if we don't think about them if we don't think about creating peace in our life and we we just kind of go on everything else is going to take over you know like the anxiety is going to just take over and it's not going to be loud all the time it's just going to slightly strangle you a little bit you know, to, you like a to, turtleneck. Just yeah, a whole joke. Yeah, you, you can breathe. You're <laughs> just really hot. You know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're just trying to turn on the AC somewhere. You know, yeah. get me yeah. out this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that for me, I, I, I really want to pursue the rest of my life, thinking about how I can provide in the present, right now, peace for myself, and my family, and for the people that I I invite into our home, because those are the things that I can be a part of, you know, not control, but be a part of God's will and be a part of bringing God's kingdom to earth. Yeah. That to me, that it's around a dinner table. That's what that looks like. You
1: know, I want to get there. Like you just gave an example of a dinner table. I want to get there to those, like some practical stuff. But first if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I'm trying my best in my own life and I'm trying to encourage you guys to the best of your ability to just be as self-reflective as you possibly can. Hard skill to learn. Hard to like look at yourself objectively. But I think we have to as leaders, as men, try to zoom out and just look at yourself objectively to the best of your ability. We can never do that fully, but to the best of your ability. And just ask yourself, when your coworkers are around you, when your wife is around you, when your kids are around you, when somebody comes over to your house for a meal, would they leave saying, man, that guy, it's got joy. He's got peace. He's got love. Hmm. Do you think that they, I guess another way of saying it, kind of going back to how we started the conversation is, do they feel like they've just heard a different radio station? Or does it just kind of feel like, the same background noise. And I don't mean that to, I'm asking that of myself. And honestly, dude, I don't know if lately people would leave feeling like they've heard a different radio station when they've been around me. If I'm self-aware of myself and Layla and I have been talking about that and praying about that. Like, what would it look like for us to live a life, to create a family culture where when they come in here and we were talking about this verse earlier today, you and I, that, even if they don't know the Lord, like the verse says that they would see our good works. And for, in the context of this conversation, like they would see the fruits of the the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and they would have to glorify God and have basically they would leave feeling like something was different. Something felt different there. Yeah. And so I just wanted the the listeners, I want you guys, I want you right now as a listener to just ask yourself, like, try to be honest. And, and where are you? Are do, you, do people, would they recognize a different frequency or does it just kind of sound like the same noise? But I know that you are pretty intentional about trying to, to give people a glimpse of the goodness of God mm-hmm. through really simple things. Like, I'm going to put a TV in a place where we're not all staring at it. I'm going to turn the chair. That's one way. Another way is you're intentional about having people in your home. Yeah. You know, a lot of people never even have people in their home. Like, it's yeah. too messy. Yeah. It's too small. I can't host.
2: It takes too long to clean it up. Yeah. Too
1: You know? So what are some like ways that's just like, okay, if we want to give people a glimpse of this whole new way of living, mm-hmm. AKA the kingdom. Yeah. Let me show you what humans are supposed to be like. Yeah. Well, here's some ways that we can do that. Do you ha- do you have some examples?
2: I mean, I'm not, Again, I'm, I'm not an author, <laughs> you know, I'm a guy with the I'm jobless right now. I'm a student, <laughs> yeah. 34, just, got, you know, my teacher's younger than me. she has got <laughs> double mastered, you know, seven years of experience with a doctorate. a not um, need counseling just for yeah, that. I know. I know. Yeah. I just has got one semester yeah. under my belt. Yeah.
1: I can think of some way. I mean, you, I well, put I, you on, I've got a couple. Okay. okay hit go. me. I didn't want to put you on, you
2: on the spot, but yeah. So for me, I think a couple of things for me, I've been doing lately is I've been thinking about these things, these like major themes of peace, like love, joy, hope. And, um, you know, specifically the things like peace, because I struggle with anxiety a lot, mm. you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my discoveries over 2020 is that I, I rely a lot on my logic mm. and I'm just thinking about how to be efficient, how to be the you know, best person I can. And I'm just, thinking and thinking and ruminating and ruminating. I'm just, oh, I got a problem. Okay, cool. If, if I just spend a little bit more time thinking about the problem and, and I can, I, I know it's two in the morning and I should be sleeping, but if I spend another hour, you know, mm. I think I can Google this out. I could solution this out, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then I came to the, this conclusion that I'm, that that's not living in a peaceful, Yeah like life, you know, I should be sleeping, you know, I I could be doing that when I'm awake or, you know, (laughs) or spend a certain amount of time doing that or whatever it may be. But for me, I think when it comes to like peace and those major topics, specifically peace, I think being easy on yourself, give yourself a break, Mm. you know, give yourself, for me, I just, I'm like, I don't have it all together. It's a lot of messed up stuff and like that's literally okay. Mhm. But what, like I have right now. Mhm. I have some cool things I've done in the past. I've Got some great friends. Some really cool families got. I got a lot of cool some cool things to look forward to.
0: Mhm.
2: What can I do right now? How can I live like a light life? Yeah. Not just you know pack it with insecurities and and regrets and 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 fear of regrets and, and Mm. energy towards not living Mm. and making a regret, you know, something that's going to be a great, just, you know, what's in front of me. How do I take care? And part of that is inviting someone into our home and doing something that I love, which is conversation and just having, asking people about themselves and simply just saying like, Hey, you know, what's, I think this is something that we found out about each other earlier in this. What we related with is that we're just, we asked a, A difficult question, you know. That's yep, and that was what we kind of really related with is that we kept asking each other, like, "Well, what do you think about this? Like, how do you feel about this, or whatever it may be?" And for me, that's I love that about bringing people into my home is I sit them at the dinner table. I don't know what their different religions, different walks of life, different struggles, whatever it is. No one at that table's gonna be like thinking, "Why are you asking me that?" Yeah course they have opportunity you know i'm not going to put it in a position where they can't talk about it but like hey what what was the hardest thing you had to deal with last year
1: yeah do such a good question such a good you know that's such a t-ball to just like get
2: underneath the surface into somebody's soul and people can't wait to answer that question or can't wait to answer the other questions because they're they don't have they don't have the the space and the time when's the last time somebody asked them yeah what was the
1: hardest thing you dealt with last year in the last year
2: and then looked at them and heard yeah, and, just listened. and made and thought about in at that dinner table, that this is the dinner table that you get to feel heard mm-hmm. because this is the place where Jesus is. This is the place where this is the kingdom. I'm bringing the kingdom here. Yeah. It's invading. If Earth you're in our, if in you're in our home, if you're in our home, you're going to be heard. Yeah. You're going to be like loved. You're going to be cared about. Yeah. You're going to leave feeling, for me, that's like my deepest intention, you know, about having someone into my home and into those. Those are the things that I, I, I can do. I I can't go out and run for, for governor and right. transform all these, you know, people. <laughs> yeah. I, I can only impact the people that are in my home, my family, influence the people around me, you know, and just really care about them, you know, and Indeed. that's going to bring me joy. I'm going to yeah. feel joy from that. I'm going to feel hope from their responses because... They're going to say, man, I just feel, I feel lonely. Mm. They're going to say, you know, they're going to say, I feel, you know, lost. I feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. I feel all those things, you know? And then I get to respond, well, like, we really care about you. Mm. You know, we, you know, and Chelsea does, she's on the same exact page. She does the same thing. She's like, oh man, like we, we, we just want to let you, you know, we just speak well, some it, words of affirmation into them or, you know, get, give them a, an opportunity to, say, hey, this is going to be great for you, you know? You, you introduce
1: a new fruit. Right. Hey, you've been eating from the tree. Right. And, and the fruit from that tree is anxiety right. and stress and rushing around right. and trying to have opinions or whatever the thing is. And, and it's exhausting you. Let me inter- introduce you to a new fruit. Right which is all that Jesus did all the time. Let me introduce you to like the way I actually created humans to be.
2: Right. And then I'm, I'm living it. I'm doing it. I'm giving an example of it, you know? And I think that that's the whole, to me, that's what my understanding of the process of what being a Christian is, is what being Christian family and, and, and impacting the community around, around us. You know, like I think it happens at the dinner table. And I think it happens in your living room and I think it happens during break, you know, over, yeah. or over a phone call yeah. or calling a friend and being like, Hey, I, you, you live far away, but like, you know, we, we do this yep. a number of times all we'll just call each other and be like, yep. there's kids screaming in the background. I'm like, Hey, just give me a call back later, you know, yeah. later or yep. whatever, yep. but asking those questions and saying, you know, you are incredibly cool. present
1: with people. Almost to a fault, like it's annoying sometimes because people is. are trying to get a hold of you. My wife <laughs> and, you're just,
2: hates, and you just hates hates that. You're just part of it. so and I understand. It. You're I understand.
1: so present yeah. with whoever is it right in front of you. That's yeah. such a gift, but that kind of thing is like the. It's like when you are with somebody, and dude, I've seen it from you for so many times. It's like it's freaky. I took you with me on a mission trip one time. We went to Serbia, and you didn't mm-hmm. know anybody on the team. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I was leading the team. It was all people from our church. You flew up, came with us. We're like on the way to the airport. We're not even starting. Yeah. And somebody's like, you're sitting next to someone there. I could tell they're like on the verge of crying. You know, yeah. You're just yeah. like, you are so it, yeah. present with them. But that kind of thing is like, I'm just trying to get back to like practical house. like, okay, a guy's listening to this and he's like, I want to give people a different station to listen to. I want the kingdom of God to flow through me that people are just like, this, something's different. Oh, he's got the basketball God living in him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's got, yeah. he's got God yeah. living in him. I can sense something. Right. And one way is just to be like fully present mm-hmm. the person in front of you. And that could be at a lunch break, right? Dude, you do like, you, you have a 30 minute lunch break, a 15 minute lunch break, and you're sitting down eating a sandwich yeah, and you're, you're fully present with the dudes across the table from you or sitting next to you or whatever. Yeah. And then you ask one question. Bro, how's marriage, How's your marriage? I, I keep yeah. meaning to ask you, like, how are you, how's you, how are you, and so and so doing.
2: Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, like the kingdom of God, it's the station has just been turned, and and now the kingdom of heaven is invading earth, over a sandwich, right? <laughs>
2: you know, like it's not you're not bringing that person to faith and they're accepting the Lord into their heart yeah. right then or no. whatever it may be. It' uh, great if that happens. That's g- yeah. incredible, you know. But it's Giving those little small pieces, the small pieces of fruit, you know, the small—they're tasting heaven. Yeah, you're giving little, putting yeah. those seeds, you know, yeah. and those seeds. I heard this analogy over 2020, and it just it it hit me so hard. I don't know if it's going to hit anybody. It's going to just go <laughs> right <laughs> over people's heads. Yeah. But it's in this song, and I forget the name of the song, and it's just on a playlist or whatever, real popular song. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> okay. the game okay. but real popular. But they have this, this analogy of a seed in the snow, mm. you know? And for me, planting that seed or being that seed for that in that lunchroom, you know, or the, over that sandwich or at the dinner table or whatever it may be, feeling that way is that whatever I'm going through right now, this is, a, I think this song is called Seasons or something. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a season. Mm-hmm. The snow's over right now environmentally i can't grow right now yeah or i can't do the thing that I, I need to do you know but being okay with that and being and offering what i can and just being that seed for right now mm. being a little super small yeah offering the smallest little thing that i that i know how to do it's like that you know that one parable about that right um you know that that woman that offers like
1: just a few Um, she's basically got nothing to give but she gives her everything right yeah
2: right this is only what i have and what i know how to give you know might not be much but these are my intentions and i want to be very yeah intentional about it you know yeah
1: Yeah, i think the thing that you know as we wrap up here that like the i just want every guy to be thinking about This might be a helpful, I don't know. This could be the most boring podcast somebody's ever listened to. I never know. I'm like, these are normal conversations for us and people could have bailed long time ago. (laughs) We may have lost everybody (laughs) to this point. But if there's anyone still listening and and this has been a helpful conversation for you, it might be helpful to listen with your wife or at least bring up the conversation with your wife and just be like, what would it be like for us as a family Mm. to just offer the world a different way of living, like the kingdom, like to give them a glimpse of the kingdom. And, uh, and maybe there's something different than all the other kind of traditional ways that we think of evangelism or like go share the good news. Like what if our family was just a safe, soft place to land for people? But Layla and I have said from the moment we got married, our quote unquote mission statement for our family was that when people came into our house they would leave closer to Jesus than when they got there, wherever they're out on that spectrum. If they don't know Jesus, maybe they just went like one step towards him. If they really love Jesus, maybe one step. We just want them to
0: be a little bit closer to
1: Jesus by the time they leave. What that does is when you have an intentionality like that, hmm. it forces you to have deeper conversations when people are in your house. Cause you know, our goal is to push them a little bit closer to Jesus. And so I guess just asking your wife and even your kids, invite your kids to be part of it. Like what, what would it look like for us as a family? Maybe it means us cooking dinner or setting aside one day a month where we're going to invite somebody over a neighbor. There's so many ways. Maybe it means like we get off of our phones I have like a million things flooding my mind. like yeah. ideas flooding my mind. It could just be like I travel a lot. you know, for Dad yeah. tired, I'm speaking a ton. Yeah, like one so simple way, and it's like freaky. I've heard a stand-up comedian talk about this. But when at an airport, just don't pull out your phone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you sat at a gate lately, you travel a lot too. You yeah. sit at a gate, like, dude, trying to find somebody not on their phone it's isn't it's, it's impossible. It's well, impossible. No one, not a single person, not yeah. a single kid, not yeah. a single whatever. Yeah. yeah. So just not pulling out your phone, with the intention of, and then trying to find like another dude, you know, that's like, yeah. oh, he's not on his phone either. Yeah. And just like, let's see, and I'm just praying, God, would you just help me strike up a conversation with somebody?
2: <laughs> Taking inventory of what do I have to give, mm. and then matching that with with through prayer, of saying, hey. is this all all that I have? I'm not not seeing what you've really given me. Like, Mm. do we have an extra room? Do we have a dinner table? Do we have a living room? That's good. You know, do we have a skill set? Do I I have a skill set? Do I have an emotional skill set? For me, it's empathy. Mm -hmm. I love empathy. I love being able to understand someone else's shoes. And I love to help other people see other people's shoes, you know? So for me, I try and offer that as much as I... I can I try and put that in a position to where, because that's something God's given me, something I care about, gives me energy. You know, when I get to do that, yeah, that's something I can offer someone else and it can give give to other people, you know? How did you say that? What? Inventory? Yeah, just take inventory. Take inventory. Take inventory of what you have. Just put a. you know, that's whether it's a list so or whether it's just a box of stuff, this is what we have to give. Dude, that's or, so
1: know, good. I've never heard you say that, but that's so good. Yeah. And doing it as a family so getting Spirit. your kids involved in Spirit. that, like, what do we have? Right. What like, we have? what skills do we have? Who's Let's, good at what? what like what talent? Yeah, who's good at what in the family? What talents do we have? What
2: stuff do we have? Who's around us? Who's around us? Perfect example. There's this woman that uh, I live on a hill mm-hmm. in, like a down, like basically close to downtown San Diego, mm-hmm. and there's this 80 year old woman, and she's by herself, and I see her two three times a week taking out the trash. She's going up, giving me a give me a big old, big old wave, you know, by herself each time, you know, and she's just trekking down there. And I'm like, I want to hear that story. Mm. You know, I want to hear her story. Like I want to, so for me, I'm like, what we, I have to give is I I would love to just, she's a stranger. I want to be able to bring the kingdom to her and the gifts that I've been given Mm. empathy, our dinner table. That's what we have to offer. We don't have any money, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have any, I don't have an extra room, any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as of right now. But what God's given me is these few things. And so I want to try and use it.
1: Do you imagine how loud that would be in our current culture? If you were to say, hey, you should come over for dinner. We got extra tacos or whatever. Sit down. You offer her the dinner table and you offer her a listening ear and empathy. Imagine how loud that would be to someone right now. So loud, like, you know what I mean by loud. Like, good, The good news the good. would be so good. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy cow! It just stands out. It so stands much. out. Everyone,
2: so much. everyone right now is reclusing. They're saying, "How do I get away from the yeah. people around me? How yeah. do I?" Yeah. You know, and there's validity to that. You know, yeah. there's safety. There's. I'm not saying disobey the government or I'm not saying doing any of that kind of, you know, any of that kind of stuff. It's just more of how do I in a safe way offer those things that are going to bring other people and myself and my family, peace, love, hope, joy. Yeah. And thinking about that all like all day, those are my goals. My goal isn't money because money's not going to bring any of those things. Right. My job's not going to do that. I I, I need a roof over my head and I need practical stuff, you know, But if I spend my day thinking about those practical stuff, I'm going to, it's an equation. I'm not going to get these other things. Mm. If I don't spend time praying and being by myself, think, mm. praying about things and, and being with my wife, talking about these things and yeah. bringing my kids into that, the, you know, all yeah. of those things is, I think intentionality is, is I think is a really big, key thing that we try and do. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect. All this kind of stuff is not like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's perfect be. at any of this stuff. I don't stuff. think anybody's feeling that from yeah. you?
1: Okay. I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be worried about okay. that. Okay. If I could just wrap up by saying that, <sighs> like just ending with this, I think one of the biggest ways that you can introduce people to the goodness of the kingdom of God as a family and as an intentional leader is to slow down, mm. give people your time and attention and ask are one or two really simple but deep questions that go under the surface and let them talk. And you'll be amazed at how much closer you can draw them to the heart of Jesus. And I think time, we didn't even talk about this, we probably could go on for another hour. Yeah. But just that like slowing your pace down in a world that is running frantic. So that could be at a dinner. I think you and I both agree. I think the dinner table is the best place mm-hmm. that I've personally seen that you've seen yeah. kingdom work happen. I've heard of, I mean, you know. just the the table is just, it's a gold mine.
2: What's that? What's that saying? And in, in, there's like this saying in like about Mark or something like that. Jesus is either on his way to a meal at a meal or, yeah. <laughs> or coming from a meal. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Yeah. He used food and the table very strategically to advance the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, so food. I mean, but it could be just like inviting a friend to fish because you're it's slow. Yeah, sitting around a campfire, watching the a sunset with some friends at the beach, anything that involves a lot of time, <laughs> slow, slow, like no rush. Down. Yeah, if you add something that has no rush to it, for example, you're staying at our house right now. You didn't know when you were gonna leave, <laughs> what, and we're totally okay to with say, that. Just like a, yeah, I don't want to
2: have a. Take it home. Actually. Just,
1: just come over yeah. and just like be here. There's no rush. Just spend right. as much time as you want to spend here. So just c- like have a lot of time and yet sprinkle in a little bit of intentionality in there mm-hmm. and do just watch the kingdom seeds start to grow. In your community,
2: you know, you start to build community and you start to get like people around you that are going to now support you doing the same thing. You're influencing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know, and then, and they're influencing you you get to see them. Grow, yep. you know, and then how it's the same thing. It's just you know you're, you're spreading the gospel with not only your community, and then they're spreading it outside of that, yeah. you know. And it's and that good news. Yeah, you know? dude, we've gone an
1: hour, and this is like this is how it's, Casey it's and I. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, is how Casey and I spend pretty much all of our time talking, and then we throw in some thirteen-year-old junior high humor <laughs> and just sprinkle that in throughout yeah. the time. But I hope you guys, at the end of the day, just take away. As a dad, as a leader, as a husband, as a man of God, there's a lot of noise going around. And in the midst of all the noise, man, God is still calling you to advance his kingdom. That's still his call on your life. I want to partner. This would be God saying to you, I want to partner with you to see my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And what is the best way in 2022 or whatever year you end up listening to this, what is the best way to advance my kingdom right now? It might just be different than what you've maybe thought of. Maybe it's more simple and more intentional, but I can promise you this. The fruit of the spirit is fruit that our world desperately longs for right now. You'll be amazed at when you, when you experience that in your own life and when you can introduce some people to that. You give them a taste of fruit that they've probably never tasted or they haven't tasted in a long, long time and you will draw them closer to Jesus as a man, as a husband, as a family. And that's my prayer for you as you listen to this, that that will be the case, that you draw people around you, that when people leave you, your family, your home, your presence, they would say something's different. He wasn't just kidding around when he said that he had the, the God of the universe living in him. I can see it. He's It's proving out in his peace, in his joy, his love. And so that's my prayer for you, brother, As you as you listen, that you would have the peace of Christ in you the joy of God all over you, regardless of circumstance, that you'd have hope and joy, fulfillment, everything that Christ longs for you to have through his Holy Spirit. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Casey, thank you for hanging out today, man. Yeah, Thanks for having Always me. Always so fun. You guys can continue to pray for Casey too. He is on our dad tired board and you know, he, he puts a lot of thought. You don't hear his voice hardly ever. You've been on the podcast one mm-hmm. other time, but Casey spends a lot of time thinking about how to serve you guys best. And so Anyway, thanks for listening to you guys. Hopefully it was helpful. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.